When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The following is a presentation of the Southern Miss Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. On the Southern Miss Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, this is Golden Eagle Hotline. Golden Eagle Hotline is presented by Walk-Ons of Hattiesburg. Now, here's the voice of the Golden Eagles, John Cox. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome in to another edition of the Golden Eagle Hotline, our weekly visit inside the Southern Miss Athletic Program. And uh, looking forward to visiting with everybody here uh, tonight. And i uh, got a good show. Of course, our Director of Athletics, Jeremy McLean, is going to start things off here in just a, a minute or so. We'll also visit uh, with Head Coach Tim Billings. And then uh, the latter part of our program, we'll sit down with uh, Chris Boone, former Golden Eagle football player, now a member of the coaching staff here at uh, Southern so sit back and enjoy as uh, we spend an hour or so doing what we love to do on a Monday night. Let's talk a little Golden Eagle athletics, in particular Golden Eagle football, although we may talk a little bit about some other things that are getting ready to get started here at the University of uh, Southern Mississippi. Of course, this show brought to you each and every week by our good friends at Walk-Ons in Hattiesburg. Uh, of course, we normally would have the show at the Walk-Ons, but uh, not able to do that uh, right now. So uh, doing it here in the uh, Roland and Teeny Dale Park. 
parlor at the Duff Athletic Center here on the campus of the University of Southern Mississippi. But thanks to our good friends at Walk-Ons for all their support of all things at uh, Southern Miss and in particular Southern Miss Athletics. Go by and see all our good friends there at Walk-Ons in Hattiesburg. Jeremy McLean leads things off for us here on uh, the program tonight. And uh, Jeremy, uh, talk a little bit, uh, I guess, about uh, just in general, what are some things that are on your calendar right now on your list of things to do? Where's your attention going right now as uh, we head into now the uh, second part of the month of November? Yeah, obviously, John, we've, um, you know, a lot of our time has been spent with our football program over the last um, month or two months, even more so than usual, just from the standpoint of, of some of the transitions we've had and and uh, just trying to help our coaching staff and our young men uh, work through that. And, and then obviously we've uh, had a coaching search on our hands and been, been spending a lot of time on that. But really kind of what's coming up uh, just, just on the horizon is, is basketball. And, uh, you know, we talked about that a couple of times. I think it's, uh, you know, it's exciting. I think we're, we're really excited to see our teams get out there and get the opportunity to compete. It's also a new set of challenges for us. And, and you know, football and basketball, different, different uh, from the standpoint of how you travel, different from the number of times you play during the week, different uh, from the standpoint of the roster size. So the challenges are unique, and so for us um, right now, we're beginning to shift some of our attention towards trying to make sure we put our basketball programs in the best position possible to play games and, and, and to play successfully. And so um, that's kind of what's been on our plate here over the last month or so, and, and will continue to be as we as we move through the next several weeks. You mentioned uh, coaching search in regards to uh, football. Can you give us some uh, general information about that, how that's uh, sort of unfolding or, or where your attention is or what some things are going on with that? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, been really pleased. I think I've said that really from the beginning. been really pleased with uh, how this has progressed for us. we got a great group of candidates that are really interested in our job, and it's a, it's a great job. And I knew that before this started, but, but I'll tell you, as you, as you hear people, reach out and, and want to get engaged in what's happening. It just, you know, reaffirms what a great opportunity this is and what a special place Southern Miss is. And so that's been, that's been enjoyable for me. And, and uh, we obviously have had a lot of conversations. Uh, it's a unique situation where you've got uh, two months worth of a search. Normally it's two weeks or less. And so, but that's been beneficial for us. I think it's given me an opportunity to really work through some things. And, you know, we've tried to stay focused on kind of what our profile is and, and fit here for Southern Miss and, you know, just making sure that we give uh, our program the best opportunity uh, moving forward to, to have some sustained success. And that's where our attention, you know, that's really where our attention has been focused. And, and so as, as searches go, we've begun to narrow that down and still really are looking at early December to try to, to, try to have a decision and a, an announcement made and uh, give our new coach an opportunity to, uh, to get in here and make a difference in recruiting, visit with our current roster and, and do all those things as we move into the month of December. Talk a little bit, if you will. You mentioned basketball. Basketball is not, uh, I guess, uh, less than two weeks now, about 12 days or so, something like that, from uh, getting started both on the men's and uh, women's side. How has what you've had to prepare for in football in regards to the, the pandemic and COVID-19, how does that differ from uh, basketball and what you've got to do there? Yeah, some similarities for sure, John. I'll highlight those first. I think from a limited capacity standpoint, you know, we're we're looking at about 15% for, for basketball. And so I think what that means for us on the men's side especially is that we'll be more in a very similar situation where we'll, we'll go season tickets uh, only because we don't, just don't have the flexibility 
uh, in basketball to, to allow more than that. So, uh, but I think from a different standpoint, you, you just, you're, you're just in a situation where, where it's more close quarters. Um, you know, in football, we had a chance to really shut down the field and keep everyone off the playing surface or on the sidelines that didn't have a responsibility and need to be down there. You know, with basketball, you can do something similar, but everyone's just closer to you. And so we're, we're setting up perimeters where, you know, we have to have at least 25 feet from the corner of, from the court to the nearest person sitting uh, from a fan perspective. And so that's a lot, that's a lot of space in basketball. And so some of those things change. Then you think about the scorers table and the interaction with, with student athletes and coaches, and we're working through that, and we're, that's going to look a lot different. Uh, then you just, you know, the the biggest difference, I think, just from a health standpoint and, and as far as the virus is concerned is the fact that we're indoors. And so, you know, we're, we're going to uh, – it's conference rule that we're going to have to require that masks be worn at all times unless people are eating and drinking. And, and so that's one of the biggest changes, I think, just from a standpoint of being inside – and obviously not having the added advantage of, of being out, outdoors like we did with football. So there, there are similarities, but there's a lot of differences as well. And then the travel piece, I think, is one that, you know, uh, concerns me just because there's some parameters within basketball that we don't aren't able to control as well as we can with football. And, uh, you know, we can control what our people do, but we can't always control the outside influence. So... You know, I, I do. I do. There is some concern on my part about that. Uh, we we're obviously have a great plan. Our training staff has been phenomenal, and they're working well with our basketball coaches. But uh, w- there will be some challenges along the way, and and we're just trying to make sure we're prepared for all of them. Jeremy, uh, you spend a lot of time obviously worrying about uh, this and trying to to handle this in regards to the mess, as do your counterparts around the country. Uh, when do you find the time to to worry about some of the other things you have to do as an athletic director? When I'm sure you're spending the mo- most of your time worrying about this. Well, there's been a it's been a lot of late nights and long weekends over the past uh, you know year, uh, but there always are. And and so I will say there's probably been some things that we've paused that we normally would be working diligently towards that I'm excited about um, in the near future kind of restarting some of that and we've talked about this some about some strategic planning pieces for us and rolling out some some long-term vision things that we had kind of hit the pause button on because of because of the virus and 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 so I'm I'm looking forward to getting back to beginning to think uh, strategically more long term not that we haven't but really dedicating a lot more of our time and energy to that. And, uh, you know, right now it's a big balancing act, and, and we've got a great group of people here in our department on our campus who have made it, uh, given us an opportunity to continue to compete and, and uh, without, you know, without it being all hands on deck, there's no chance we would have done that. Visiting with our Director of Athletics, Jeremy McLean, here tonight on the Golden Eagle Hotline. We're going to come back and talk more with Jeremy about some other things going on within the athletic program here at Southern Miss. So stick around. Jeremy's coming back right after this. You're listening to the Golden Eagle Hotline, the Golden Eagle Hotline from Learfield IMG College. There is something for everyone at Canebrake Country Club in Hattiesburg. Canebrake offers an 18-hole private golf course, a 24-hour fitness facility, a junior Olympic-sized swimming pool, and year-round social and dining events sure to please every member of the family, including the new Canebrake restaurant and bar overlooking the 18th green. For more information on membership or hosting your next big event, visit CanebrakeCountryClub.com or call 601-271-20.
highlighting Southern Miss football. This is Golden Eagle Hotline. Now back to John Cox. And welcome, everybody, to the Golden Eagle Hotline presented by our good friends at Walk-Ons here in Hattiesburg. Uh, go by and visit our folks at uh, Walk-Ons. Uh, great uh, food, great uh, entertainment uh, from those folks. I tell you, they do a great job. They've been great to us here at Southern Miss. So we officiate, uh, appreciate rather all the things that our good friends there at Walk-Ons are doing. And thanks to them for being a part of the uh, Golden Eagle Hotline. Spending a few more minutes now with our Director of Athletics, uh, Jeremy McLean, as Eagles get ready to head back out on the football field back home this week against the Roadrunners of uh, UTSA. And uh, Jeremy, the Golden Eagles uh, this past week, uh, hard-fought defensive struggle up there at uh, Western Kentucky. Uh, but uh, UTSA is off to a good start there. That should be a good one on uh, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, excited about getting back home. Proud, proud of the effort and, and, and really, um, you know, our guys kind of fighting through continued some continued adversity and, going on the road and giving, giving themselves a chance and uh, obviously came up a little bit short. But, uh, you know, definitely can't fault the, the effort there. And glad to be able to get back home in front of our folks and, and have a chance to get back in the win column. You know, it's going to be senior day for us this coming weekend. And, um, you know, it's going to look a little, that's going to look a little different. Yeah. We, we, we obviously can't have all the families down on the field, but we've got some plans there to make sure it's special and to, to recognize our seniors and, uh, you know, looking forward to that opportunity for sure. And, and you know, just a, a really good group and, you know, guys who've, who've given, given a lot to this program. And, and some of them will, you know, it's, it's an unusual situation. Some of those guys will probably be coming back and, and uh, you know, uh, given the NCAA guideline, uh, rules for, uh, you know, retaining that year of eligibility. So some of them will have an opportunity to come back. But look forward to being able to honor them at the Rock this weekend. Uh, of all the things that are involved in this, that's another one. Uh, coaches, ADs, uh, people who, uh, you know, take care of things like that. Now you got the decision about guys coming back or not coming back, and you're bringing guys in in a recruiting class, uh, and the numbers get all kind of crazy here in the next uh, year or two in, in regards to football. Yeah, and other sports too, you yeah. know, John. I mean, you know, obviously we've gotten to a point now where the NCAA has um, – beginning with the spring sports last spring now all the way through winter sports this year are given uh giving those student athletes their year back from an eligibility standpoint and so yeah you're right it gets it gets interesting from scholarship limits and and budgets and things like that and so it's something we'll be working uh through with with a new coach you know new coach in place and trying to uh trying to manage that the best we can and and uh figure out that path forward but I'm excited for our student athletes that they get that opportunity to retain that eligibility, uh, given the fact that this year has been so so crazy in so many ways. And so, you know, really, really uh, thankful that the NCAA uh, was able to get get there and, and give that opportunity back to these guys. Jimmy, not too far away. Uh, baseball, softball, that all gets started before too long. Has uh, the individual schools, the athletic departments, the athletic directors, NCAA, have they started to, to think about some of the things that uh, how this will affect baseball and softball and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, obviously a lot of our time and energy has been focused on basketball as we try to get to the starting point for it, but have started the conversation with with our spring sports, with especially as, it's, as it pertains to baseball and softball, um, you know, and, and, and trying to work through some of the nuances there. You know, I think the reality is we're all – we're all beginning to understand that we're we're probably not going to see the end of this for a little while, and uh, you know those these protocols and these changes are going to are going to last well through the spring, and so you know we're beginning to work through that and what that looks like. Again, 
for your outdoor sports you kind of get a little bit of uh, a little bit of ease there and then hopefully we can we can use that to our advantage and and, and be able to get uh more people into those types of uh, of events but uh it's going to be a another challenge for us in the spring and added to that is the fact that we've pushed a lot of our fall sports to the spring so we'll have more sports playing in the spring than we even normally you know normally do uh it's going to be a big strain on our staff and our fan base but uh but we'll be prepared, and we're gonna we're gonna work through that, and we're gonna make the best of it, just like we have up to this point. I would think some of the changes we've seen, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, some of them may stick around. They may stay be with us for a long, long time because they've turned out to be maybe some better ways to do things. I think so, John. And I mean, everything from I think if you talk to our coaches, they would tell you that uh, holding some meetings via Zoom or, or you know some virtual type stuff is going to be beneficial. How they go about recruiting, some of the protocols that we put in place from a game day standpoint there will be things that stay with us i think that allow us to be more efficient even when we go back to you know normal so to speak and and so i I am thankful for that you always try to look for the silver lining in situations and i think there's an opportunity there for us to continue to get better and be more efficient with our with our time and energy and our resources and uh you know, we, we hope to take advantage of that. Jeremy, as always, we appreciate uh, visiting with you here and getting you a chance to visit with you here on uh, the Golden Eagle Hotline on Monday nights. Keep up uh, the good work, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, John. All right, Jeremy McLean, our Director of Athletics, uh, visiting with us as uh, we talk Golden Eagle Athletics here on the Golden Eagle Hotline. Tim Billings, head football coach, is scheduled up next here on the Golden Eagle Hotline. We'll be back in just a moment. This is the Golden Eagle Hotline from Learfield IMG College. New season. Redefined purpose to the top. 15, 10, 5. Abraham's going to score a touchdown, Southern Miss. He might lose at the 40. Forget it. Nobody going to catch that guy. That's a touchdown, Southern Miss. This Saturday, UTSA comes to the Rock as the Golden Eagles host the Roadrunners. Our pregame coverage will begin at 12.30 p.m. On your home for Golden Eagle football, the Southern Miss Sports Network. Southern Miss football. This is Golden Eagle Hotline. Now back to John Cox. And we're back here on the Golden Eagle Hotline, our uh, weekly uh, visit uh, with uh, Coach uh, Tim Billings, the head coach of the Golden Eagles, also Jeremy McLean. Later on in the show, we'll sit down and visit with Golden Eagle football assistant coach Chris Boone, who's going to share some time with us later in the the program. Golden Eagles back home at the, the Rock here at the Roberts Stadium to take on the Roadrunners of UTSA on a Saturday afternoon. That's a 2 o'clock ball game, and uh, our broadcast along our radio network going to get started at 12.30 on Saturday with the Golden Eagle tailgate show. But uh, should be a good, beautiful day to play football on Saturday as the Golden Eagles bring in a uh, much-improved UTSA Roadrunner ball club on uh, Saturday uh, afternoon. Tim Billings joining us now, the uh, head coach of the uh, the Golden Eagles. And, uh, Tim, if you, you like defense, last uh, Saturday up in Bowling Green, Kentucky, uh, two uh, defenses that got at it uh, pretty good, a 10-7 uh, ball game. Western Kentucky able to hang on. Eagles had the ball driving, hopefully to tie it up or maybe win it there late in the ball game, but uh, unfortunately didn't work out. Give us your thoughts just on that, that, that ball game on Saturday up at Western Kentucky. Uh, you know, uh... <clears throat> Defensively, you know, we gave up 10 points again like we did the week before. And, 
You know, those were kind of that was kind of disappointing that ten points because we had them third and long on the first drive, way deep. You know, and if they don't get that that first down, they kick the ball to you know we'll get it midfield, and we had a little drive going on that first one, you know, uh, and then same thing we had another third down and and we didn't get and they moved down there and kicked the field goal so after that i thought we played really really well i thought the defense again uh had a lot of energy they played hard moved around you had like you know uh swayze bobesman didn't play and then santrell got hurt and zach portlock came in and played really really well and I thought our secondary just keeps getting better and better. So uh, I was really excited about it. I, you know, I was a little bit disappointed in the first couple of drives. Uh, you know, we got to play four quarters. But um, I just think as the defense matures and, um, you know, they're starting to get that little swagger. And, and like I said, it's the game. I, I really feel like they're starting to be that old nasty bunch defense. They've got that mentality and, and playing really well. So I was really excited about that. You know, I wasn't excited about their defense. But, you know, we had opportunity, you know, with the last two drives of the game, well, the last three we scored, and then the last two we were we were moving both times. And, uh, you know, we couldn't make a first. You know, we, we got a drive going, and then we just we got stopped on third down, obviously the last time, fourth down. Uh, but um, uh, it was a tough one. It was, that was a tough one on us. And, uh, you know, kids hopefully uh, uh, were here yesterday and uh, still in pretty good spirits. But, you know, that was a tough loss for us. And so we just got to get our dollar back up because we're fixing to play an excellent football team. You know, uh, UTSA offensively is the best offense we played probably since North Texas. So they're going to score some points, and we just, we just, we're going to have to find a way to limit the amount of points they score and, and offensively keep the ball away from them and score some points ourselves. For fans who didn't uh, hear uh, your explanation after the game, the game ended kind of strangely, 41 seconds to go. Golden Eagles turned the ball over on downs, and uh, uh, the, the, some tempers flared there a little bit. Uh, they called it off with 41 seconds to go. You, you agreed with that. You thought that was probably a good decision. Yeah, you know, the last – Driver so in 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 a couple of plays we'd had some uh, issues on both sides of the balls so, you know as far as pushing shoving and a personal foul by them and it was getting really bad and uh, you know he came up to me and said hey I I just don't want this to escalate there's 41 seconds all they can do is drop on a knee and sober which that's all they had to do so I totally agree with it I didn't you know we. We had to separate them there twice at the end of the game, and you know, clearing the benches. Even though the, the both sides, I think, did a good job about not fighting. Uh, so I, I just I thought, you know, we had our opportunities. We had two of them. We didn't we didn't get them. So uh, I just soon leave the game as go up, go down there and drop on them, drop on a knee, and then something else happened. A great fight, though, by the Golden Eagles. You, you stop them. You get the football back there with just a little bit of time to go and got it into their territory, just uh, had a negative play there that kind of put you behind the chains that kind of ruined the chance to maybe go down there at least kick a field goal. Yeah, we're doing well. We took a sack. We just couldn't take couldn't take a sack there. He looked at his first read. He didn't feel good with it. He should have just then let it go or thrown it out of bounds, you know, and that's what happens when you have a young quarterback, you know, and made a bad decision there, and he, he regretted it more than anybody, you know, and uh, you know, I'd really like to get field goal range. I know Briggs was going to get back in field goal range because we had an opportunity earlier to kick a field goal, and it, it would have been tied. And so uh, I was hoping that we would get in position for Briggs to uh, 
to have another opportunity. It was, uh, you know, and, and, and it's such a game of uh, little things that happened there on that field goal try, just a, a bad kind of exchange between the center and the holder there, uh, and Briggs is so uh, consistent, just didn't really have a chance to get that one like he normally would. No, timing is such a, a big thing in kicking, you know. You know you know when you're going to step, and, and you know, as soon as you, you start toward the ball and you plant that foot, you can't change, and obviously everything, the timing was a little off, and so – it caused it to go right, and you know that was that was a believe it or not of all the stuff that was kind of Achilles' heel. Also, you know we kicked that one, then the ball game's tied, and and we have an opportunity to go into overtime, and then I always had a chance, an opportunity to win there at the end. Tim Billings, head coach of Golden Eagles, visiting with us as he does every Monday here on the Golden Eagle Hotline. We'll take a break, come back, and talk more with Tim as the Eagles begin their preparations to take on the Roadrunners of UTSA. Back with Tim right after this. This is the Golden Eagle Hotline from Learfield IMG College. There is something for everyone at Canebrake Country Club in Hattiesburg. Canebrake offers an 18-hole private golf course, a 24-hour fitness facility, a junior Olympic-sized swimming pool, and year-round social and dining events sure to please every member of the family, including the new Canebrake restaurant and bar overlooking the 18th green. For more information on membership or hosting your next big event, visit CanebrakeCountryClub.com or call 601 271 Highlighting Southern Miss football. This is Golden Eagle Hotline. Now back to John Cox. And we are back here on the Golden Eagle Hotline, our weekly uh, visit uh, with uh, head coach Tim Billings, uh, Jeremy McLean, and uh, several other uh, members of the athletic uh, department here at the University of Southern Mississippi as we talk uh, all things uh, Golden Eagle athletics. Of course, uh, the basketball season is, uh, well, just a couple of weeks, just a little less than a couple of weeks from uh, getting started. The Golden Eagle basketball team scheduled to open the season up in uh, Milwaukee in a bit of a, a three-team tournament up there. So basketball right around the corner for uh, both the Golden Eagles and the Lady Golden Eagles. We're talking football, though, with Tim Billings as the Golden Eagles get ready to take on the Roadrunners of the UTSA. Tim, here's an email question. This is from Kenny down in Biloxi. He wants you to talk a little bit about the offensive line and how you kind of feel like maybe they have performed so far this year. I really believe uh, how, how it's gone is so this is a year five for me, I guess, and uh, I think this is the best offensive line from uh, – tackle the tackle that we've had since I've been here. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we're finally getting, you know, we got Trey back, which which uh, helped a little bit. But I really think that our, our two guards, uh, Scott and Doss, you know, early in the year, you know, they just, you know, uh, were hadn't played. But as they play more and more, I think they have – uh, a chance to be really, really big-time players for it's over with. You know, Dawson just a sophomore and and Scott a freshman. So I really think those two guys are, are really, really good. I think uh, Cleek Washington has really come along as an offensive tackle, and I think he has a chance to be a, a super player. And then, of course, Arvin is Arvin. Arvin's, you know, four-year starter. So I think from side to side, we've had some maybe better players, but from – Side to side, through all five of them, I think is 
We're as good as we've been since I've been here. Here's another one. This is an email question from Steve up in uh, Meridian. Once uh, says he has been really impressed at uh, the way the defense has improved, particularly the guys up on the defensive line. Uh, I agree. You know, I we uh, you know the first year just like I said uh, when I moved my offense to defense and stuff. You know. I felt that we had some young defensive linemen, and, you know, you look at Tulane, and they rushed for 8,000 yards, I think, that day. I'm not sure. It felt like it. <laughs> and uh, So, you know, uh, Coach Peck and uh, and Coach Boone sit down, and we re- looked and reworked some things, and then uh, Coach Minner's come in now with the with the uh, defensive line and with his expertise also. I, I think we really have done a great job uh, with the running game. I think Coach Peck and them, you know, far as the run the last three weeks have been excellent for stopping the run and then uh, uh, so I think it's really been good I think the linebackers have got more experience we're healthier there now we start getting healthier and of course I think the secondary little by little you know the first year we were really inexperienced and it showed and and uh, you know it's scary a couple times back there <laughs> but uh, they, they've gotten a lot better and and with that and with a little success and a little uh, experience comes confidence. And with that confidence, you know, uh, kids are playing faster and uh, they're starting to believe a little bit. And like I said, that's why I just feel like now we're closer to that defense that we're used to around here at Southern Miss. Yeah, you mentioned the secondary, and, and uh, fans uh, probably don't know this as much but as you do. Obviously, you've been around it. I mean, the, 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 the defensive complexity that maybe you run into in junior college is totally different than what you're running in uh, major college. And it, it takes those guys usually a spring practice and a fall practice to kind of get ready. Our guys, uh, like a lot of teams around the country, had to just jump in there and uh, start playing right away. They did, and, and I don't know if it's to our credit or discredit. You know, we're a pretty uh, complex defense. You know, we don't just run man coverage or just run zone. We do a lot of everything, and it's just kind of what we've done around here. And that's what I think after you get all those pieces working, that's what's made Southern Miss such a good defense is that we really change things up and do different things. And uh, But that takes some training. It takes some learning. And uh, – I've been in this business for a long time. When you bring junior college kids in, I always say it takes them at least half a year to get where they're pretty good. You know, they just got to adjust and learn, and especially these are talking about ones that didn't go through the spring ball. Even though they were here, they wouldn't here for there was no spring football. So, you know, we're on game, what, going to be eight now or so? I mean, yeah, nine. Nine, nine. yeah. Nine. So you're right that now all of a sudden you start to see those junior college kids playing well, and that's on both sides of the ball. That's their receivers, that's Doss, you know, Tykeem Doss. All those guys are really starting to play now and getting better, but that comes from uh, that eight games that they played now. So <clears throat> the great positive of all this is, you know, uh, all these guys are going to get to come back and with the experience they had now, I think there's some some t- talented players here. Uh, obviously, we need to add more uh, to be a really good football team. But uh, there there's a small nucleus here of players that can be really good. And I and, and it's like again, there's a, a bunch of junior college kids we brought in that now are starting to understand how to play. And so uh, hopefully, you know, we'll. we'll We'll see some things as we keep going here these next four games. Uh, here's another email question. This is Bill up in Jackson. He says, uh, it seems to him anyway, the strategy 
not only at Southern Miss but around the country in regards to kickoff has kind of changed. used to be like you just kind of booted away and a guy would return it. Now there seems to be some, we see the sky kicks, we've seen the, the short kicks, we see all kinds of things. How much has that changed, the, the kickoff game? Well, a lot of it is uh, the amount of players um, that we have, scholarship players and stuff, you know, you you know, in the past, you have your younger scholarship guys, your second teamers, you know, they're running down there on kickoffs. And now with a, a lot of guys opting out in the situations, you got a lot of walk-ons on, on some of your special teams. And so, either so you know, you've got to make some adjustments. You know, even now, with the, also with the new rule, even with your kickoff return, if you don't feel good about those guys, you can fair catch it anywhere and get it on the 25. And you go back and – Look at all the analytics of if you kick the ball out off to the goal line, you run it out. Where do you end up? What's that average? And a lot of times you can just if if the guy kicks the ball high, even though he doesn't kick it in the end zone, you can you can fair catch it. And and uh, the stats tell you it's better to fair catch it and start on the twenty-five than try to catch it and return it. Tim Billings visiting with us. He's the head coach of the Golden Eagle football team. The Eagles uh, getting ready to take on the Roadrunners of uh, UTSA on a Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock uh, at the Rock, the Golden Eagles, and the Roadrunners. And we'll talk to Tim about UTSA when we come back. We'll take a break. More to go tonight on the Golden Eagle Hotline. Back with more right after this. This is the Golden Eagle Hotline from Learfield IMG College. This is the College Football Rewind. Give it sick. It is good. And the Longhorns win. This is what big time college football is all about. Taking you beyond the box scores to relive the emotions from the Saturday that was in college football. The College Football Rewind. Download on Sunday mornings on Apple Podcasts. Search College Sports Now. Highlighting Southern Miss football. This is Golden Eagle Hotline. Now back to John Cox. And we are back on the Golden Eagle Hotline visiting with head football coach Tim Billings as the, the Golden Eagles in the early stages. Their preparations for the Roadrunners of uh, UTSA. Again, that's a 2 o'clock ball game on uh, Saturday afternoon at the Rock. Uh, UTSA and the Golden Eagles. And, Tim, you mentioned uh, Earlier, this is uh, this is probably uh, the best team. The Roadrunners haven't been around a long time. They just started the program, I guess, 2011, something like that. This uh, this team looks like it's got a chance to be one of the best they've had there at UTSA. There's no doubt. You know, they are very talented. <clears throat> they've done a great job recruiting there. You know, uh, Coach Wilson, who was there, he recruits some really, really good football players. And, of course, the trailer now is uh, – he's an old Texas boy from northeast Texas. I've known him for a while. We, we kind of – in the same stomping grounds up there, and uh, but uh, he's doing a great job, and uh, they've got a really, really good football team. Very, very athletic. Uh, offensively, they're one of the you know top offenses in our league, and scoring a lot of points, and got a lot of good players. And then defensively, they've always been really good. You know, they've uh, they've always been up there in the top <clears throat> two or three with uh, us, and. Uh, UAB and uh, UTSA have usually been kind of up there in the top part of the defensive uh, stats every year. So uh, 
a really, really good football team. It's probably the best one we've seen since I've been here. When you turn on the computer and watch them on offense, what do they like to do, and who are some of the, the, the people that uh, kind of cause concern? Well, their offensive line is really good. You know, they got one kid that they signed there that uh, was a four stars, the, the highest star kid in, in uh, the history of uh, UTSA. Uh, you know, watch him. He's a power five guy. You know, he's an SEC-type player. And, but they've really developed a really good offensive line. The quarterback's very, very athletic, kind of like the kids. He reminds me of the kid we played uh, at uh, Western Kentucky. They have their running backs, one of the top rushers in the country. And uh, last year they did a great job. They had some great wide receivers last year and caused some problems. And they were all freshmen, sophomores, and they're all back. So, they're they're explosive everywhere on offense and and uh, again they're doing a really good job and of course they had to turn over and coach trailer he's always been an excellent offensive football coach and so uh, I've watched them on you know their their film from this year game to, to game and they have got they've done a great job of getting better every every game of course they've been healthy you know and they've developed their offensive line the quarterback's gotten better and. So you can just tell from the first of the year watching them to now, they're they're a really really good football team offensively. When they started the program ten years or so ago, Larry Coker brought in that defensive mentality, and they've kind of yeah. kept that over the years. Yeah, they have. I've known Larry for a long time. Uh-huh. Just goes show, shows you how at my age. I, just, <laughs> I remember Larry when he was at Oklahoma State and I was at Missouri. But yeah, he brought in a great defensive mindset. And of course, you know they got a great defense coordinator there right now, Tyrone Nix. You know he, there's. All the if you're from Southern Miss, you know who he is and the things he did here, and he's doing the same thing there. You know he's he's an excellent football coach, a great defensive mind. Plus he's got some great players, and yet you, you put those two things together, that's a that's a that's a great recipe for them, not for us. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, they're they're really well coached on both sides of the ball. They've got a really good football team. This is uh, the, it'll be senior day for the Golden Eagle. It'll be a different type senior day. It's maybe a little earlier. Usually it'd be maybe the last home game, but a little earlier and a little different uh, than in the past. But it's different also in that some of these seniors are seniors, but they could come back, I guess, and play again next year if they wanted to. Yeah, this is a, this is the, the, what they need to do is, uh, was it to tell the truth? You know, have a pair, you know. <laughs> raise your hand. Raise your hand. Are you a senior? Are you a real senior? Are you a senior? Well, you know, so you could be either. So, uh, you know, I was laughing, you know, that we always give the senior suits as they come out. and So I'm like, okay, who's a senior and who's going to be a senior again? So, you know, it's so it's kind of a – it's an interesting thing. It's going to be interesting all through the country, and and you know, going through when you start recruiting stuff, who's going to be back, who's not. It's going to be one of your biggest questions, to tell the truth questions. You know, <laughs> what you can do, who you need. Uh, you know, so <laughs> it's it's just, it's this whole process is just as crazy as the COVID nineteen. <laughs> Welcome to twenty twenty. Uh, of course, uh, Trey Lowe has been the star of the last couple of ball games. Uh, Abraham's been out. Watley's been out. I guess a chance maybe Watley could be back this week, but uh, you may not know till later in the week. Don't know till later in the week. You know, I'm hoping. You know, I'm actually I've I've been down there seeing Todd, and I've pretty much been begging. You know, so uh, hopefully he's back. And um, you know, I, I was just so proud of him against Liberty in the last play of the game. You know, he gets hit, but, you know, he looked like a really, really good football player that, that he did as a, as a freshman. So hopefully he's back. Uh, he's, you know, he's 
going with the mindset that he's going to play this week, and, and I am too. But uh, I've still got my fingers crossed because, again, around here you never know. You used to when you were a coach. You had to worry maybe about just injuries and things. Now you got to worry about injuries. you got to worry about the, the virus. There's all kinds of things to worry about. Whether And you don't really know sometimes until Saturday morning what guys are going to have out on the field. Uh, you don't. This is Like I said, this is a crazy year. You don't know if, if they're going to be here or not, you know. Uh, it's uh, again each we we know this week will be it was Sunday yesterday and then we'll have uh, we'll have Wednesday and we'll have Friday and we all go in there and get tested and then you know I I just kind of stand stand there and stare at Todd and say okay we good you know <laughs> and then you know hopefully we got some guys coming back you know I think we're good and then I'll get called later in the day hey. Uh, your two starting corners were hanging out with someone that may have got COVID. So instead of being out for 10 days, if he had it, I'm sorry, he's, they're going to have to be out 14 days, which makes it a, a, really a lot of it makes makes sense in 2020, right? So, so even if we if we come out good with uh, no no positives, there's, that doesn't mean that there's no issues. Tim, we appreciate it. We always enjoy our visit with you here on uh, Monday night on the Golden Eagle Hotline. Look forward to seeing the Eagles back on the field on uh, Saturday afternoon against UTSA. Best of luck there, and thanks again for visiting with us. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. All right. That's Tim Billings, head coach of the uh, Golden Eagles, as they're getting ready to continue their preparations for the Roadrunners of UTSA. Two o'clock kickoff on Saturday at the Rock, the Golden Eagles and the Roadrunners. We'll come back and visit with a former Golden Eagle, now a member of the Golden Eagle coaching staff. Chris Moon will be our guest when we come back right after this. This is the Golden Eagle Hotline from Learfield IMG College. It's back, the return of the prestigious Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, honoring college sports excellence across all competitive divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow along with L Directors' Cup on Twitter or online to see which schools will be taking home a first-place trophy in June for their season-long success. Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, a premier institutional award jointly launched in 1993 by USA Today and NACTA. Highlighting Southern Miss football. This is Golden Eagle Hotline. Now back to John Cox. And we're back on the Golden Eagle Hotline, our weekly visit inside the athletic program at Southern Miss. And we're joined now by a former Golden Eagle football player, now a member of the Golden Eagle coaching staff. Chris Boone is visiting with us. And, uh, uh, Booney, you uh, have been coaching the defensive line at the Southern Miss, but I know uh, when Tim Billings took over, made a few changes just to kind of get some more eyes back there in the uh, defensive secondary. You've kind of moved back there. But uh, all in all, defense playing pretty good right now, and that, that secondary has gotten a lot better the last few ball games. Yeah, Coach Billings, he wanted to break it up a little bit. Uh, and I'd coached secondary for most of my career. So when Coach got the got the deal, he he said, you know, go back there and and, and basically I'm coaching the safeties and and uh, Sed's coaching the corners. So uh, and and it's just you got to understand we have two brand new corners, uh, Natron Brooks, Cam Harrell, Eric Scott. Those guys had never played for us, and so we thought it'd be better just to get more eyes on just the corners and more eyes on the safeties. And, man, Cam Harrell played great on Saturday. 
Um, Malik Shores, Kyle Hemby, they did a good job. And Natron Brooks is, is, is coming along. So the the move, we think, is definitely helping us. You know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, it, it's such a different game when you come from the junior college ranks to, to, to major college football. And there was no spring practice. There yep. there was a exactly limited right. uh, preseason workout. So a lot of those guys who normally might have been up to speed when the season yep. started are still kind of on-the-job training right That's now. That's right. You know what I mean? And, you know, just, just talking to those three corners, all three of them was uh, J.C. transfers. And ironically, all three of them was here during the spring, and they would have normally got a spring, but they didn't, obviously, because of the, the circumstances. But, you know, uh, we just got to keep chipping. We, we feel like we're playing a little bit better on defense. Uh, you know, and, and, and each week we just got to keep trying to get better and better. As I said, you've been coaching the defensive line here the last couple of years. That that bunch up there, man, uh, Taj Sykes is having a really mm-hmm. good year. Yep. We've seen Eric Kitchen has really started to play well now that he's healthy a little bit. And, and some other guys up there that are really playing some of the best football of their careers. Yep. Uh, I mean, I, I, I said this, I think Taj Sykes is going to have a – productive career even after after college I, I do think that he can play on the next level he he's reminds me of a couple of players that i had been around uh but eric kitchen is a, and another man's been in the program for a couple of years uh he's getting better terrence cherry is getting better i see you know we got two true freshmen out there playing a lot uh christian booth michael pliss i mean so they're 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 getting better uh hadn't been around for the last four weeks obviously i'm coaching secondary now but you know, prior to, to leaving them, I mean, they, uh, Todd Sykes is a bell cow, hurt his ankle, worked his tail off uh, after the Rice game to get back for the North Alabama game, took a shot in his ankle to make sure he can play. I mean, those those are just tough guys. Same thing with Eric Kitchen. You know, he's been banged up. So, uh, but they're, they're doing a good job. Just like I said, every week we just got to keep getting better and better as i mentioned uh, you spent some time here uh, as a part of the golden eagle football team i guess right there mid 90s right uh, mm-hmm. right yep. in there when when you think back and uh, and those were some pretty good uh, football teams and uh, the golden eagles had back then what are some of your memories of being a part of some of those golden eagle football teams uh i didn't know it at the time i, I really thought in 1995 our last game was against memphis and we went up, and, I mean, you know, John told you I wasn't very good. Man, I was, I was able to travel and get in a little bit of special teams. But we beat Memphis to go 6-5 and five that year, 95. And then that was my last year. And then the guy sitting right here beside us, he took over that 96. And I, I was student coaching. Coach Byer let me stay on. And I remember we went over and beat East Carolina. That 96 year, we went up and beat Georgia. That was a great memory. And then just, golly, being around, there were so many good football players. When I left, it started just inclining, you know, from probably the 96, 97. I wasn't here in 97, but those years, I there's been just multitude of NFL talent. You're talking about Patrick Sertain. You're talking about Dez Thomas. Perry Phoenix, Jamal Alexander, I mean, just goes on and on and on. Oh, Lester Pope, I mean, just, you know, T. Hardy played tight end for, I mean, you know, those guys, man, there was a lot of NFL players on those teams. T.J. Slaughter. T.J. Slaughter. Marshant you know, Kenney. I mean, Marshant you go up and down Kenny, the you know, list. Can't Marshant <laughs> was my roommate. I know he does a lot of race stuff. He's, you know, golly, man, just it, it goes on and on and on. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of good players and – you know, Coach Byer did a heck of a job. Had a lot of, 
you know, and, and you can say what you want to. I mean, staff was changed sometimes, but at the end of the day, it was a consistent winner. And and uh, that's what we're trying to try to get back to. You were a guy. You grew up in Laurel, right? Laurel. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and so uh, as a as a high school guy there, what 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 did you know about Southern Miss? What did you think about Southern Miss before you became a uh, part of it here? You know, I mean, we we, we would come to games. I, I remember going to Southern Miss and watching Southern Miss play Mississippi State and Ole Miss. You know, we'd go up to Jackson watch Southern play. I came down here uh, when Brett Favre. I remember him taking the field against Tulane, you know. Uh, I went to Jones Junior College right up the road and played. I mean, I wanted to come to Southern Miss. I mean, I had a couple other opportunities to, to go somewhere and play, but I loved Hattiesburg and I loved Southern Miss, and that's when I walked on down here, and it was the best one, of, probably the best decision I made at that time in my life because, you know, I love Southern Miss. And, uh, you know, it's a great place, you know, just fall in love with it. I mean the 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 people uh, in this area love Southern Miss football. I mean, and it's evident. And you know, it hurts a lot of times. I mean, even on that Saturday loss that we just got beat ten to seven. You know, it just I know what people are thinking and they're saying and they're wanting. And and trust me, we're trying to give everything we can to try to get these W's and get this program back to where it needs to be because we, 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 we are going to be on the top again, I promise you. Booney, we appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by and visiting with us tonight here on the Golden Eagle Hotline. Uh, keep up the good work. Let's go get a win this week. No doubt, man. appreciate John. You and Bowie Lee, I appreciate y'all, man. All right. That All right, is uh, Chris Boone, a Golden Eagle defensive coach here and a former Golden Eagle, spending some time with us here tonight on the Golden Eagle Hotline. We'll come back, get ready to uh, wrap things up tonight on the Golden Eagle Hotline, brought to you by our good friends at Walk in Hattiesburg. Back in a moment, the Golden Eagle Hotline from Learfield IMG College. There is something for everyone at Canebrake Country Club in Hattiesburg. Canebrake offers an 18-hole private golf course, a 24-hour fitness facility, a junior Olympic-sized swimming pool, and year-round social and dining events sure to please every member of the family, including the new Canebrake restaurant and bar overlooking the 18th green. For more information on membership or hosting your next big event, visit CanebrakeCountryClub.com or call 601 271 now back for a final uh, couple of seconds here, a couple of minutes anyway on the Golden Eagle Hotline. Great show uh, tonight. Appreciate everybody listening in and being a part of it. Thanks as always to our Director of Athletics, Jeremy McLean, Head Football Coach Tim Billings, and former Golden Eagle, now defensive assistant for the Golden Eagles, Chris Boone, for spending some time with us tonight here on the Golden Eagle Hotline. That's going to do it uh, for us. The Golden Eagles again get ready to take on the Roadrunners of UTSA on Saturday afternoon at uh, the Rock. It'll be senior day as the Golden Eagles take on the Roadrunners. Kickoff time, 2 o'clock. Our broadcast will start at 12.30 that afternoon with our pregame show. Hope to have you at the Rock. If not, tune in to the broadcast here on the network. That's it, everybody. Have a, a great week. We'll see you Saturday at the Rock. So long. See you next time here on the Golden Eagle Hotline. On the 
Southern Miss Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. You've been listening to Golden Eagle Hotline. Golden Eagle Hotline has been presented by Walk-Ons of Hattiesburg. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Southern Miss Sports Network.